Hello to Matt. Hello to our listeners. Um, welcome Good to another episode of the just probably the best podcast in anyone's anyone's listening queue, I would say. I would have to agree. I think we give pretty good fantasy advice. Yeah, I think so too. I think my my plan last week worked brilliantly of bringing Russ on to just negate everything, um, have him give horrible advice that hopefully our listeners that are playing against me would would follow. Because I actually went, I think four and one across my five leagues. So I will I will take that. Thank you, thank you, Russ, for that. Really. Um, Hopefully everyone just did the opposite, or everyone, hopefully everyone followed what Russ did and, and was just wrong. I would say. Um, how, how was your fantasy weekend, Matt? Uh, I went two and one, so not too bad. Um, the only thing was, I'm the second highest scorer in one of my leagues, and I'm currently in fifth. Oof. And there's a lot of teams tied. Like I think there's five teams tied with the same record, so. I have to fight for a spot this last week, but I'm like clearly in the second highest score. So it's just been a rough schedule. Yeah. As we approach the playoffs, I realized, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I, you know, I overreact to some things, um, especially fantasy football wise. And last week I was panicking about how I think I was going to, I thought I was going to miss the playoffs in all of my five leagues. Um, I've clinched, I clinched the playoff spot in two leagues last week, luckily. And I have a chance in our dynasty league, but I mean, I'm playing you, um, <laughs> so so I kind of need you to um, to just just throw that game for me, and I would really appreciate that um, because I don't think I'm winning, which means I need Wes. I'm counting on Wes to beat Bernie um, <laughs> in that one um, that I'm missing in the other two ones for sure. So, well, I would like you to know that I am starting Dalvin tonight. Uh, we're about. 20 minutes to kick mm. off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on Thursday night game. And, you know, the fantasy doctor I listened to, he basically said, well, Dalvin's had at least five, maybe even 10 shoulder dislocations in his career. Whoa. So he's used to playing with that. Okay. Now, would I start him? He said, you can, but it's very risky. And he would prefer to start Madison. Now, I have both. But honestly, I don't gain anything from this game. So I have Dalvin in. If he's right, it helps you. If not, then I don't know. So we'll see. But yeah, just see, know. I'm I have Dalvin advice. too. I have Dalvin too. It's funny because you're the fantasy doctor that I listen to, which is uh, <laughs> you have a fantasy doctor that, that you that you follow his advice, and I just listen to you. So, um, but I also have Dalvin. Luckily, it's in a league that I already clinched my playoff spot in last week. Um, if I if not for that, thank you, George Kittle. I appreciate you because if not for that, <laughs> I'd be without. I'd be starting Dalvin and super worried about what would happen with it. Um, but now I'm like obviously like I'm starting him still because I have it's either him or like Devin Singletary, so I'm gonna start Dalvin. But I would be really stressed about it. But now it's like yeah, I'm in the playoffs already. You know, whatever whatever happens happens. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. It's a tough matchup too, anyways. So it's like I don't know. I'd be I'm definitely worried about him I, I didn't want him to play though because i don't want him to re-aggravate the injury um I yeah i completely agree fully healthy for the playoffs um but i don't know we'll see he put the over under at um on him getting hurt at the second quarter so we'll see <laughs> that's what he <laughs> yeah that was his tweet 
I didn't know there was betting lines on when Dalvin will leave the game. Not even an if he'll leave the game. It's like, what <laughs> quarter will he leave the game in? <laughs> so, I would go with the over, as in third or fourth quarter, but we'll see. All right, let's um, – honestly, let's just jump right into it, I think. Um, we've got – We've got the game recaps. So we're going to try to be a bit faster on those. Um, thankfully, we're not, you know, being just weighed down, having to carry some guest through this episode, just just Matt and I this week. So no no one to just – no one else to hurt your guys' eardrums with, um, just us two. So, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to go first, Matt, or, or should I? Uh, I can take it. Sounds good. Um, so up first, we have the Thursday night game, which was Cowboys-Saints. Um, it was actually a good game. I wasn't expecting it to be that close, honestly. But, you know, overall, it was kind of interesting from fantasy. So, in terms of the Cowboys running back split, I feel like all year we've kind of been talking about Tony Pollard. And he had the long touchdown run. So, obviously, for Zeke owners, that's not what you like to see. But what's interesting is, out of this game, Tony Pollard... Uh, got an injury, I believe, either in his foot. I think it's in, in his foot, actually. So now Zeke owners are actually pretty happy because now you don't have to worry about Pollard. Pollard he, he might play. He's game-time decision is what they say, right, for Tony Pollard? Yeah, he might play. But with the injury, it like I would say it worries people a little bit. And also, I've heard that Zeke's knee is getting better. So, gotcha. It's kind of like Tony Pollard's getting worse, Zeke's getting better, so it's looking better for Zeke owners. Um, and then what's interesting is this was Amari Cooper's first game back, and we yeah, heard who, reports... who called him playing. Let, let's just rewind to last week when I was like, pretty sure he's playing, and you and Russ said, no, 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 I he's not, he's not playing, Josh, he's not playing. Boom, active. Yeah, no. you were right. I was not expecting him to, but. The one thing, the one report we did hear was that he wasn't going to play a ton and they're going to use him in certain situations. And that's exactly what you saw. Uh, he, he had the one big catch and then he had a second, but it was really that one big catch that got him most of his points. Um, but like, it's some, I guess it is something to keep an eye on where some players don't return, like, don't get back to their normal speed right away. But I do expect him to be to play fully this week and be a lot better. And in his absence, Gallup actually caught a very, very nice one yard touchdown. So it kind of benefited the other receivers as well, which you kind of expect, but um it definitely did help those Cowboys receivers. And so now switching over to the Saints. Um it was kind of interesting. You got a lot of what you expect out of Taysom besides, honestly, I didn't expect that many passing yards from him. But it's nice to see that he's actually throwing a ton. And he's also has the ground uh, game going. So that is what you like to see out of a streaming quarterback that will have at least a solid floor with the rushing upside. Plus, he did do enough through the air. So you definitely like to see that. Um, running backs didn't look well, didn't look great. Mark Ingram, you were expecting a big game from him, and it really wasn't a ton. But I guess that's 
just the Cowboys defense doing good to game plan against him and force Taysom to throw, which worked. And then for the receivers, like I think we've talked about this in the past, the receivers, you don't really want to go for one specific one. We have talked about Marquez Callaway, uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey, who did have the touchdown. Um, but Deontay Harris at the end of the game, I don't think I was – I think I walked away at this point, and he had the big touchdown to bring them back. So that helped this stat line. And honestly, he might be the most consistent receiver in this offense. But besides, like, because it was a last-minute touchdown, it's not necessarily encouraging well, since they're forced to throw. He's also going to be consistently not playing for the next three weeks with, with his DUI suspension. So That's very true. So <laughs> um, That would, would put a bit of a damper on, on that performance, I would say. Um, Maybe it's the little Jordan Humphrey show. Honestly, it, it's just I, – I feel like you can't start any of them unless you're Leo and own all of them, and then you just kind of throw, throw them all on the board, right? Um, That's true. Because they're probably going to score a touchdown. Although Kamara is back this week, right? So he is. He's just going to get like 50 touches, and that's that. And um, Ingram's out this week. <laughs> oh, man. That's not fun for the Saints. At least they're playing the Jets, so that makes it a little more manageable. That's um, true. But yeah, I think you covered pretty much anything that I that I would want to say too. So I'll just move on to the next game. If you were done. Um, yeah, I was. All right, Colts Texans. This will be a quick one. Uh, we'll kind of breeze through this. Colts <laughs> continuing to start Jonathan Taylor. Handcuff is Naheem Hines. Although I'd be interested to see if Taylor did get hurt, especially after having thirty-two carries in a thirty-one to nothing blowout. And it's kind of weird that they they kept running him so much. I'd be interested to see if. Um, if they start running Deion Jackson like they did this past week as more of the backup, um, Jackson had six carries to Hines' three. Um, and it's, I mean, that's certainly like that's someone you want to handcuff. It's just hard to figure out who it is. Like, I would have assumed Marlon Mack would maybe be active by now, but um, apparently Deion Jackson's maybe who they want to be the, the go to runner. Like, because Hines' role is kind of defined already, right? If yeah. Taylor goes down, Hines will probably get, he'll definitely get more carries, but, um, it might be De- this guy, Deion Jackson, out of Duke, or maybe Marlon Mack would eventually return from the dead. Um, but And then receiving-wise, uh, well, of course, you can't forget about Mo Alley-Cox, his big big one catch for zero yards. I think I saw him in a highlight reel. They were showing some, like, promo clip for, like, <laughs> I don't think, it wasn't for, like, the Colts hard knocks. It was for, like, I think it's like, random, like, NFL.com or something. They show Mo Alley-Cox touchdown, and I'm just like, Yes. This is what the people want, but uh, one catch for zero yards. Um, yikes! It's kind of just Pittman. He's the only one I, I would start. Um, Ashton Doolin has scored in back-to-back weeks now, I think, or maybe two out of the last three weeks or something. But I mean, he had one catch. But I don't know. That's the only other name that I'm really looking at. I, I don't like Ty. Um, yeah, I mean, they didn't have to throw the ball this game, so that's why some of the box score isn't that high. But it's basically Pittman and Taylor. On their on the Colts offense, um, for the Texans, I mean, I don't know. What do you want me to say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I guess Brandon Cooks is a flex still. He didn't have a good game this week, and so, uh, yikes. It's, I mean, I'm probably. I think I have a question involving Brandon Cooks in our predictions portion because I don't really know what to do with him this week. Um, don't they play the Titans this week? 
Uh, they play the Seahawks this week. Oh, yeah. You're right. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, would hope, I would hope you have a bounce. Yeah, as a bounce back week. Because, like, the Colts defense is really good. So, I can understand why they all did really bad. Well, and the Texans are really bad. So, that also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's tough with Cooks. Um, but he's the only relevant, only player that I would be at all considering starting on the Texans is bottom line. So, um, yeah. And they, they aren't sure if they're going to start Davis Mills or Tyrod Taylor. I'm pretty sure they're making a decision either tonight or tomorrow. So that's one thing. Like if Davis Mills is starting, I feel like you can't start Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Yeah. it's tough to, it's tough to really, yeah, it's tough to start him. Um, <laughs> I would say, I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. I we'll get to that when it gets to to predictions. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add, but if not, you want to take Lions Vikings. Yeah, I can take that. I don't have much to add on that game. <laughs> um, so Lions Vikings, Lions got their first win this week. Very impressive. It was a nice buzzer beater, basically, um, and good for them. So, I guess we'll start off with the Vikings first. Uh, with the Vikings, kind of what you expected was Dalvin was out. Alexander Madison would step into his role. Uh, he had a great game. So, that's pretty much exactly what you expect out of him. And, unfortunately, Dalvin's playing tonight for Madison owners. But, like we were talking about before, there is a chance Dalvin gets hurt. So, he's definitely a top handcuff because when he's the starter, he goes off. So definitely someone you want to hold on to. And you're just kind of hoping for a Dalvin injury. Although I don't like hoping for injuries, but I'm just saying some, (laughs) some Madison owners might be hoping for an injury, (laughs) Um, but he literally got pretty much every carry. So he's the guy. Um, And then onto the receivers. So the big news is that Thielen has a high ankle sprain. He's definitely out for tonight's game, um, but that doesn't look good for the next couple games. Um, And that happened early on in the game, and you can tell from the stat line, Justin Jefferson went off. Even Tyler Conklin was used a lot, and K.J. Osborne. So in the absence of Adam Thielen, obviously that improves Justin Jefferson. Um above what he was already at. It really helps Tyler Conklin and even KJ Osborne is just because like they need someone else to throw to besides Jefferson mm-hmm. teams will be double, double covering Jefferson. So now you're looking at it and those are your next two options. So I think both are actually decent as long as Thielen's out. And Kirk had a pretty good game as well. He's a streamer for good games, not someone I'm, very confident in because there was one week where I needed him to do well and <laughs> against the Cowboys on Sunday night football and he just didn't. So I do hope hold that grudge against him. Um, now on to the lions. Um, <laughs> sorry, that lost me that week. I can tell, so I can tell you've been I'm a little salty about that. <laughs> So I've never, I've never been salty on this podcast, Matt. So uh, it's, it's we try to try to refrain from that in the future. I would say. <laughs> so next on to the Lions, um, surprisingly, the offense 
did really well. Uh, in terms of the running backs, so Jamal Williams had 17 carries. So he did get the majority of carries. But the surprising thing is, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Godwin. Go for it. Say it with confidence. It will be. Iwabuki, I don't know, uh, whatever his name is. I did read that he ran double the amounts of Jamal, the double the amount of routes as Jamal Williams. So there might not actually be one like bell cow back when DeAndre Swift is out. So that's one thing to note. Like, wait, if, wait, 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 Matt, I gotta disagree with you there. Williams got seventeen carries. He did, but the thing is, they're usually gonna be down. So if they're down a lot, they're gonna put in Iwabuki more <laughs> than I Williams. Mean, how much double double the amount of routes? What like two to one or like how how many how many routes are we talking here? Uh I don't have the exact numbers up. I believe it was like twelve to six, maybe. So it's not a huge amount, but like you expect Jamal Williams to get the catches as well, like DeAndre yeah. Swift would normally would. That's true. So it's just like it's kind of surprising. Um, although Jamal Williams did dominate the carries, and then in terms of receivers, uh, Amon Ra, he's the guy you have to talk about. It gives you a lot of confidence seeing the big stat line. Yeah, and of course, yeah, it's dark. He, <laughs> of course, he had the game-winning touchdown. So it's exactly what you like to see. All hail the sun it. god, <laughs> and. Honestly, it gives me confidence for the upcoming weeks. Although he plays Denver this week, I believe. I don't like that matchup, but as long as it's not a really bad matchup, I think he's an easy flex uh, after seeing this. And I think last week he did pretty well. I am building a pyramid in my backyard in honor of Amon Ra. <laughs> brick by brick, I will assemble this for that 10 catch, 86 yard and touchdown performance. um and then the only other receiver i really can talk about is hawkinson and so he did have the touchdown that is nice to see the one development actually during the this week was that he went from limited practice to did not practice with a hand injury which is not something like to see you don't like to see that downgrade so i'm worried about him playing um and if you're hawkinson owner try and find a backup and Swift is also likely out this week. That is what the doctor is telling me. So, and after two no practices, you assume he'll be out. Yeah, yeah. Swift didn't practice today. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Josh Reynolds, I'd like to add, is maybe a little like I don't know. I'm not like getting hyped about Josh Reynolds. Don't get me wrong, but he has the history of playing with Goff in L.A. He's only been in Detroit for a couple of weeks. Four catches for sixty nine for sixty nine yards. It's pretty nice. Um, I would say interesting to keep an eye on for the future. I'm not saying he's anywhere near even your roster in redraft yet, but um, I would say that's an interesting target to look at. And do you have the touchdown on Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, that is he is someone to keep an eye out for. I do agree with that. Um. All right, cool. I'll add. I'll go on to the uh, oh, Giants Dolphins. I should let you fun play. game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I 
did not watch this game too closely. I did see some of it. Um, enough for me to finally drop Kenny Galladay in my home league. Can you believe I still had him on my roster? But, uh, yeah, finally dropped him after this game. He got hurt again, I think. Um, he practiced today, but still. He had three catches for 37 yards. He had, like, 15 end zone targets, but they were all, like, double-team targets and didn't score or anything like that. Uh, Saquon is not looking great. I mean, you still have to start him. He had six catches, luckily, if you're playing in PPR to get a few more points there. Um, but didn't didn't have too hot of a game. But, I mean, obviously, I don't think you can bench Saquon because, like, I don't know. You can't. Um, it'd be bold um, to bench, like, your first-round pick like that when he's playing. Um, is Glennon still the quarterback next week, right? Or, I mean, it's not Daniel Jones, I mean. Right. It's not Daniel Jones. It seems like Jones might be out for the rest of the year. Um, so what I read was that against the Bucks, he hurt his neck. And against the Eagles, he hurt even more. So they're worried if he plays, he'll cause more structural damage. So it sounds like he'll be out for the year. So it's either Glennon or Jake Fromm. Yeah, because Glennon got a concussion and is... Yeah, it's maybe going to be from who I think was the Bills like practice squad or backup quarterback last year or something. Uh, yikes! Um, but apparently, according to college football coaches, he's better than Justin Fields because they they went with From at, at Georgia um, over Fields. I think unless I have that wrong, I might get roasted for that. But I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So before Fields, uh, I think you're right. I remember. Yeah, I think Fields transferred. Yeah, I know he transferred, but I I don't know. Maybe Corey will probably cook me for that. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, that's enough about the Giants. Just blech. Sorry, Matt. I don't know. Uh, just blech. Um, We're hoping for the fifth overall pick at this point. So, <laughs> uh, for the Dolphins, Tua looked pretty good. Uh, I mean, didn't have a massive game, but probably like decent streaming quarterback, I'd say, because his stats have been actually pretty good um, the last few weeks. Um, if you got someone like Hertz on by this week, maybe maybe stream Tua or something. Um, who are the Dolphins even playing? I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Jets. But... No, the Saints play the Jets, aren't they? Oh yeah, just kidding. Sorry, the Dolphins play them week fifteen. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Waddle was good. Kasicki, you're still starting, but he's had a couple of bad weeks. Um, Miles Gaskin did not continue the odd week trend um, that he had been putting up. But I would say he's still like a flex. I mean, he's a starting running back. He got 15 carries. Um, so, like, that kind of volume you can't just really ignore, I would say. Um, yeah. Was Malcolm Brown even active last week? I don't think so. I don't know. I just remember Russ hyping him up last week on the podcast about how he was going to get, like, every goal line carry. And to be fair, the Dolphins didn't have a rushing touchdown, but. They also Malcolm Brown didn't get a carry, so maybe he didn't even play. I don't know. But, I thought we were talking about Philip Lindsay. Oh, maybe it was Lindsay. Yeah, he didn't get a carry either. So there's that. No, he didn't. <laughs> it was just just Gaskin and Ahmed. Um, the UW bro is back at it again. They both went to great schools, um, University of Washington. Uh, but yeah, that's enough about this this shitty game. Um, from from my end, I don't know if you have anything to to say. But um, the only thing is Devontae Parker. He's. I feel like he's not the worst streaming option, um, just because before his injury, he actually put up some pretty good numbers, 
And in returning his first game back, five for, I think, 62. It's really not bad in PPR. That's a little over 11 fantasy points. And he is a bigger play guy, so it's not about the catches. It's more about the yardage with him and potentially touchdowns. So I feel like there's room for him to grow a little more and also like pretty much do what he did earlier in the season. Although now with Tua and Jalen Waddle with that connection, I don't know if it's actually going to get to what he did before. Cause I think he was putting up like 17 or 18 a week. Um, but it's just something to keep an eye on at least. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, I didn't talk about Parker, but yeah, I thought about mentioning him briefly. <laughs> Um, okay, next up is the Bucks versus Falcons. Now, this I watched this honestly more than Giants Dolphins. I barely watched Giants Dolphins. Um, and this game for the Bucks offense, it's like some of the stat line was actually kind of surprising. Um, you know, Brady did well, he's been a top QB this year. It's what you expect, even this week against the Bills. I feel like he's someone you have to start. It's a tough matchup, but he's done so well this year. Um, the surprising part is more of Leonard Fournette in a great matchup. Didn't put up the numbers you would expect, but obviously it's not really a concern um, considering he's done so well recently. Uh, and then Godwin having 15 receptions, doubling pretty much every other receiver. That's the very surprising part in all this. Because I never like you always expect it to be more even between him and Evans, and also with Gronk and Fournette, mm-hmm. you expect it to be more even, and it just wasn't. So, and Godwin has been putting up really good numbers. He's he might actually win you a championship with the AB situation getting suspended. Mm-hmm. So he gives me a lot of confidence. You know, Mike Evans still had a pretty good game, um, and then Gronk. Seems like he's fully healthy again, and he's Brady to Gronk. That's just a connection, and they just somehow always score touchdowns. Um, and then going on to the Falcons, they like honestly their offense isn't great, so it does scare me to start most of their players, certain ones. I feel like are fine. Cordell Patterson, he's had a great year, so he's obviously some when you're starting. And he didn't have the best matchup in this, but he was playing the Bucks defense, who are really good against running back, so it does make sense. Russell Gage, though, went off this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny because I remember a couple weeks ago he put up zero. Yeah. Like, and it just shocked everyone. I remember someone who started him was like really annoyed. And now he's going off. So <laughs> I feel like he's someone you can trust, but that zero sticks in the back of my head. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is someone, surely someone will catch passes in that on that offense in any given week. And it's just a question of whether it's Gage, Pitts, or just, or will Gage have zero, you know, like out of nowhere, right? Um, yeah, and the part I don't get is Pitts should be getting more catches without Ridley. Like, he had that one week where he went off, and mm-hmm. then now it's just like, where's Pitts? 
Yeah, Ridley, and Ridley hasn't. I doesn't look like Ridley's returning anytime soon. Um, so maybe there's like maybe defenses are just like zoning in on uh, or honing in on Pitts because there's literally no one else there. And we'll, if you want, like we'll make Russell Gage beat us. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't have anything to add on that on uh, this game. I will say for the previous game, the Dolphins are actually on bye this week too, so uh, you cannot stream Tua for Hurts unless you unless you feel like it. You know, you do you, but I would not put Tua in <laughs> for Hurts this week. Um, that'd be a bold move. That'd be that would be a, a very questionable decision, I would say. Um, all right, let's go uh, Eagles Jets um, QB controversy. Inbound in Philadelphia for sure. Guarantee book it. <laughs> uh, Gardner Minshew, the legend, go Cougs. He also went to a great school, torching the Jets because they're bad. Um, he likes Dallas Goddard. Um, six catches, 105 yards, two touchdowns for Goddard. Very promising for that. Um, Nick Sirianni finally tuned into the podcast last week, I, I think, uh, and he gave the ball to Miles Sanders. Except for in one crucial part of the game, Matt. <laughs> On the goal line, you give it to Kenneth fucking Gainwell. Are you kidding me? Um, uh, mysteriously, Boston Scott was active and just didn't play. Like, I, I don't know if he actually even saw the field. Um, I think he was injured or going, like, he was, like, questionable, right? So, yeah, I think he had an illness. Yeah, so maybe he was just – he played three snaps. So maybe he was just, like, in, in the case of emergency, use Boston, you know? Like, because um, that's kind of weird. Howard was inactive, right? Um, I don't know what he's looking like for after the bye or anything like that. Um, Miles Sanders got hurt, as is tradition, towards the end of the game. Like There's, like, a minute left in the game, and they ran him. Um, and I made a joke to – who I was uh, to Andrew, I think about. Oh yeah, Miles Sanders probably just got hurt on that, and then he actually was hurt, um, and it looks like he was in a lot of pain. But luckily, he se- he seems to think he's going to be fine. He says like, "No, I'll be back after the bye for sure." So hopefully, he's back for that because he has a nice schedule coming up um, for the fantasy playoffs. Um, disappointing that Devonte Smith didn't really seem to have a huge connection with Gardner. Obviously, he doesn't have the history that uh, Hertz would have. But, I mean, Gardner pretty much just looked for Goddard um, and Gainwell out of the backfield with five catches and Sanders with three catches, too. That's something that you'll notice. I mean, watching Minshew at Wazoo and watching him on Jacksonville, he does a lot of checkdowns, um, kind of inflates his completion percentage like crazy, in my opinion, because he's really not, like, that great. But his checkdowns to running backs and stuff short. Uh, is something he likes. So boost their pass catching as well with Minshew. But Hertz might be back soon anyway. So then we'll be back to Hertz getting rushing touchdowns from one yard out instead of Miles Sanders. At least won't be Gainwell. I'll, I'll be, I, I'd be content with a Hertz rushing touchdown versus a Gainwell one. That one hurt. Again, <laughs> that, one, that one really hurt. Uh, for the Jets, a uh, great looking first quarter and even a decent first half overall for Zach Wilson. I think his like he was like eight for eight to start the game or something. He played great for a while on those scripted plays, and then after that, less great. Um, but yeah, Eli Moore with 
or Elijah Moore. I don't know if he goes by Elijah or Eli, you know, like the Mitch Mitchell Trubisky type thing. I don't know. But uh, yeah. he's, he's seemed, he's like, if he's not owned in a league, which somehow he wasn't owned in one of my uh, like random, one of my leagues with randoms, definitely scoop him up with Corey Davis out for the year. Um, I think Eli Moore could be a really good play for the next few weeks uh, on the Jets schedule because it's kind of him and Crowder and that's about it. And the Jets are bad. So um, I don't think, I don't know about Michael Carter. Is he going to be back? Does the doctor that I listen to know anything about that, Matt? Uh, do you know? Um, uh, I'm not too sure. I don't think he can be back this week. Okay. I forget what, when he went on IR. Um, but I don't think he'll be back this week. I haven't heard anything about him. Okay. Because without him, um, the Jets gave 11 carries to Tevin Coleman, and that was kind of – they didn't really run the ball too much. They, I don't think they had the ball that much this game but um, because they're bad. But, yeah, that's that's all I got for this game. Um, The only thing is Elijah Moore has a quad injury. Nah, start him. And, well – Oh, he didn't practice. So, I want to say <laughs> after the podcast last week, um, that night from my fantasy doctor – I actually texted Russ and Josh saying, pick up Sony Michelle. Mm. Uh, I heard Henderson's not going to play because a bruised quad is like day to day. You can play that week. Quad strain is you're out that week. So you're out at least one week, basically. And that's what Henderson had. And you saw it happened. Sony Michelle went off. We'll get into that later. Um, And so Elijah Moore, we know it's a quad injury. We don't know what injury it is. But he didn't practice today. He didn't practice yesterday, so it yeah. doesn't seem like he's going to play this week. That is uh, that's that's tough. This is why this is why we we do the show together, Matt, is because I would have looked like a damn fool talking about Eli Moore, <laughs> um, not even realizing that he yeah he doesn't does not look like he's going to play, especially because I have a prediction about him. Luckily, not my bold prediction, but a prediction about him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like a doctor after reading you, all the injury reports. You should. I hope you like wear a stethoscope while you like read. <laughs> Bring your lab coat home. Um. <laughs> Honestly, I could. That would be funny. <laughs> Although, I'm glad it's an audio version of that podcast. Um, but we'll do a video <laughs> version where you bring your lab coat home and we'll use our eventual ad money on a stethoscope. Um, <laughs> here we go. The plant plans are in. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, moving on to the Cardinals versus the Bears. Um, and so for the Cardinals, they finally got Kyler and D-Hop back, and Kyler just went off. So we actually found out he had a high ankle sprain. And so I believe this was either the third or fourth week since that injury, and normally high ankle sprains are three- to six-week injuries. So it's funny, I heard he might not do well. And then, of course, he just goes off this game. <laughs> so he's fully healthy. I can say that with confidence. Um, no need to worry about him. And he should be a top quarterback the rest of the way, like you'd expect. Um, and then in terms of the running backs, at least, uh, James Conner uh, still got majority of the carries with uh, Chase Edmonds still out, although Edmonds – was designated to return from IR, so he could be back this week. So if you're a James Conner owner, just know 
he might not be getting the majority of the carries still. Just thing to keep an eye on. Um, and that'll definitely affect Connor's workload, but then it sh- you should just monitor that split at least. Uh, and then in terms of the receivers, they didn't need to do much this game. Uh, they're playing the Bears, and their defense is playing amazing. So it the ball was spread around to the receivers that were there, but you know, no one really did great. Uh, it was nice to see D-Hop score a touchdown. Uh, it gives you confidence in his hamstring, and hopefully he just keeps on getting healthier and returns to that top wide receiver status, even though he was disappointing. Uh, earlier in the year. Um, and I'm pretty confident he will return uh, to being one of the top. I would say definitely a wide receiver one. Uh, I think there were questions before about him still being a wide receiver one, but I, I'm pretty confident in him. And then for the Bears, they looked, most of them looked very bad. David Montgomery had a great game, uh, gives you a lot of confidence that he had eight catches. Uh, you like to see that receiving workload from him. And he had a rushing touchdown, so that's nice. Uh, Andy Dalton just had a really bad game, so that <laughs> affected a lot of the receiving options. The only one you're probably starting is Darno Mooney, maybe Cole Komet as your tight end. Um, but the only one that really did well was Jakeem Grant, who I know no one was starting because – when has he ever done anything with the Bears? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was on my dynasty lineup earlier this year, and then I got clowned for adding him because he had negative points on the year. Um, and But now he's then he produced this game. I was unhappy to see that. Um was rooting against him because <laughs> I dropped him. Um, yeah. Mooney looked – this is a joke for, for Russ out there. Mooney looked a lot more like Wormtail this week, um, not not his normal Mooney self. Um then I'd also add that, uh, you know, in my 32-team, two-tight-end league, Jimmy Graham has definitely definitely won me my week this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one catch, one yard, and a touchdown. Imagine being a Cole Komet owner and watching Jimmy Graham just steal a touchdown from you. That would be honestly just horrible. Luckily, I don't own either of them because I'm not invested in the Bears' offense. Um, Montgomery had a massive game. I was very upset. He had – I was playing against him. He almost had another, another touchdown too, but they called it back, luckily. Um I was crying about that. Um, but yeah, I'll go on to uh, the Chargers Bengals um, if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I'm going to hit you with it. Uh, <laughs> Herbert had a really good game as his up and down statistical season continues. Um, Eckler had also a very good game. He got injured towards the end. He is aware that. Um, that affects fantasy. He talked about, oh, he talked about like how fantasy owners always like berate him or whatever. Um, in this article, I thought it was really funny. Um, but he is like maybe gonna play limited yesterday is the latest news I have. Um, I don't know, Doctor Slobodnik. Do you have any more recent news? Uh, I don't. I haven't heard anything, so my assumption was he's playing. Yeah, I think he's playing too, um, to be honest. But they may not, may not have like any receivers this coming week because uh, Williams has COVID. He, I don't think he's he was added to the COVID list yesterday, which I think rules him out. Apparently, uh-huh. he's tested negative. He was a close contact to Keenan Allen. Okay, yeah, because Allen is like probably not playing. Um, yeah. So, 
Jalen Guyton is actually like a good start this week. Maybe I'm just going to, I'm going to say that with a question mark at the end. So I don't get cooked for it. Um, no, but, I like it. Yeah. If neither of them play, honestly, I should have done a uh, bold prediction around him. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. Cause so watch now, keep an eye on that situation. If you own any of those players, which I actually don't in any of my leagues. So yeah, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever the hell you want guys. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, for the for the Bengals, um, T. Higgins massive game. That was awesome to see. Very glad to see that. Tyler Boyd actually had a good game too. Jamar Chase, low key like cannot catch the football recently. So like all the preseason stuff that we all were like all laughed at how it wasn't like real, like kind of is real. He dropped like it turned into an interception. I don't know if you saw the play, Matt, but like it was. I didn't. It was gonna be an eighty-yard touchdown, like easily. Um, perfect throw by Burrow. No safety back there. He was completely behind his corner, um, and it just he just dropped it. Like and, and then it got picked off. So <laughs> like that was probably not what you wanted to see as a Jamar Chase owner, which I actually am. Luckily, I still won in that league, but. Um, yeah, he's been slowing down a lot recently. Credit to Russ on kind of calling that out last week. Um, I give credit where credit's due. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, you're still going to start him. It's just you kind of hope he catches those 80-yard touchdowns because, you know, that that's a lot of points to just completely drop. Um, and then Mixon, obviously you're starting Mixon. Um, he didn't practice with an illness today, but... Says it's an illness. I he's a bad cold. Yeah, like come on, take some Mucinex and get out there, right? Like he'll he'll, he'll he's probably gonna play. So yeah, yeah, bad cold. Definitely probably has COVID, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I've got. Um, so the one thing on Jamar Chase, I came across this today, was that so to start the year. During the first eight games, the Bengals face zone coverage 47% of the time. And now, during the, during the last four games, they faced it 64% of the time. And first eight games, 19.9 fantasy points. Last four, 9.8. So I think the key is Chase struggling against zone coverage. Hmm. Which, I guess, if you look at it, it kind of makes sense because... If he's in one-on-one coverage and man coverage, he's burned them deep. That's where some of his big plays have come from. And if it's zone, it's not as likely. I feel like I feel like there's teams that will play zone and make sure they have someone deeper on Chase's side. Yeah, so that's fair. That's fair. That's my reason. That's my thought process for why Chase might be struggling. Well, not mine. Some of the facts, but then <laughs> that's my interpretation. Yeah, I just encourage all of our listeners right now, if you want to laugh at something, just Google Jamar Chase drop chargers and watch the play that he drops this touchdown on because, oh my God, like there's like, I, how, the fact that this play resulted in an interception on a perfect, just a perfect throw from Burrow. Um, I feel like his week would be so different. It wasn't an 80-yard touchdown. It would have been a like, 
60 or 70, 71 yard touchdown. Oh my. You, you I watched just, it? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. How do you drop that? You're an NFL wide receiver. You're a really if, good NFL wide receiver. If you pause it when the ball's in the air, it's like, you can't tell me this is going to be an interception. Like, no, I there's no just way. wouldn't believe you. It's perfectly thrown. <laughs> there's no one behind him. <laughs> that is like an embarrassingly bad drop. Um, so yeah, yeah, he has, he's had a few other drops um, this year too. Honestly, uh, it's not. It's been like he was kind of getting overshadowed with like how pl- well he was still playing, but he actually, I don't know, he's got a bit. He does have a bit of a drop problem right now. Um, he had apparently, according to this article I read, he's had um, he's been the target on six of Burrow's last eight picks have been targeting chase um and he had he has currently the fourth most drops in the league right now but to be fair i mean cooper cup has more drops than him so like i mean you know like it's not necessarily a huge knock on chase except for this one that was a pretty bad one um (laughs) yeah that was really bad (laughs) yeah that was so funny um all right let's uh Let's move on to, I think you're up for Rams-Jags. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, so, I guess starting with the Jags, this offense is just sad to watch, basically. Um, so, James Robinson was questionable, ended up playing, fumbled on one of his first carries, and then just got taken out for Carlos Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> and so then... <laughs> I'd played most of the first half and then Robinson comes back in at some point, but honestly, it's just a mess. If they're like James Robinson is supposed to be the guy in their backfield. And at this point, like you hope he's not splitting with Carlos Hyde. Cause then I don't know if there's anyone I want to start on this offense, at least beforehand, James Robinson is someone I can say, okay, well at least you can probably start him. So, it's something to monitor this week. And then, I think Laquan Treadwell has had two decent weeks in a row where he's putting up, like, 9, 10, 11 fantasy points. So, it's nothing major. But if you're in a deep league, like our Dynasty League, and you really need someone to start, it's not the worst option. Yeah, that's true. Better than my flexing of Godwin Iwibuki, um, to be honest. So, yeah. like double route run and running ability. Um. <laughs> but that's kind of it for the Jaguars. No one else is really great. <laughs> um, for the Rams, kind of like we talked about before, uh, it was Sony Michelle's week. Henderson was active, but he didn't play at all. So, you know, Sony Michelle got pretty much basically all of the carries until they were blowing out the Jaguars. So, He's the clear handcuff, and if Henderson were to get hurt again or miss this week, um, then Sonny Michelle's the guy that you have to start. And then in terms of the receivers, Cup does what you expect. Um, But Van Jefferson has actually been used a lot ever since Woods gotten hurt, even with Odell coming in. it's nice to see how much Van Jefferson is used. And there was actually an NFL films thing, which I believe is on Twitter. Um, 
where you could hear McVeigh mic'd up and it was just nice to see how much he believes in Van Jefferson and just his interaction with the receivers. So if you have time, definitely watch that. It was nice to see. Um, and even with o- Odell's touchdown, uh, McVeigh was really happy for him after that. Um, but yeah, you would assume Odell is going to be worked in a little more in this offense. Yeah. He only had two catches. But I feel like that has to increase soon. And it might have just been the game where, okay, they're blowing them out. Does he really need a ton of catches? Not really. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough to predict what's going to happen there with Jefferson and, and Odell. Um, I am starting both of them in the leagues that I own them in. Um, separate leagues. So, yeah, it's kind of a toss-up, I would say. Um, the only other thing I'll add is, like, everyone's all mad at Urban Meyer for, like, benching James Robinson for that fumble, and I get it. But, like, come on. The Jags weren't going to beat the Rams anyways. Like, and, no, and the only people mad are James Robinson and fantasy owners, which makes sense, um, considering that I have been known to, on occasion, be upset with coaching decisions with certain running backs that wear green jerseys. Um <laughs> So I get it. But like people that are like, I don't know. It, it's weird to bench a running back for that. I don't like the, the bench for one mistake move, but like, come on, the Jags would, I don't think they were going to score more than more than they scored already with, with high. I don't know. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Defense was going to stop the Jags offense, regardless of who was running the ball. Um, but yeah. All right. I'll go on to Washington versus Vegas then. Um. The the legend himself, um, the chosen one, Antonio Gibson, crowned the Lord of Washington and by you and Russ last week. Um, was really excited to see what he would do. He had a good game. He had a good game. Not gonna not gonna say otherwise. Eighty eight rushing yards plus five catches and a touchdown through the air. So very well done by you guys predicting him doing well, although not quite as bold as you prediction um but still pretty well um jared patterson did only get one carry so yikes um that's not great um yeah terry mclaurin another not great week that's a little worrisome and logan thomas came back and scored but if he didn't score he would have had also a very not great week so I don't know. They only scored 17 points, and I thought Heineke played like actually pretty decently too. And they only scored. They still only scored 17 points. So against the Raiders defense, who like isn't great, so I don't really know what to do with that. To be honest, uh, I would just if I have anyone else to start, I would be starting them except for Gibson. Um, although JD McKissick, um, who you, you guys led me to believe that he was like dead. Like when I was trash talking him, and you're like, "Oh, by the way, he got hurt." Like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like did McKissick like? Is he, <laughs> Like Ryan Shazier out there, like oh no, he's practicing already. I think he he practiced in, in like limitation today. Yeah, like come on. Well, he got carted off, and you didn't hear anything else about it. So I was like, I thought the man died. I had <laughs> I had Corey texting me about how I was making fun of him and how that wasn't. I, well, first of all, I wasn't making fun of the injury to be fair, but like how like that was bad to say. I'm like, oh my god, like what happened to JD because he's practicing today. Um, and he's limited in practice, so he might play this weekend too. So maybe the reign of Gibson that you guys predicted would last forever might be a bit shorter. But uh, but no, he played. Gibson played well. Credit to you guys on that call. Um, for the Raiders, uh, Renfro 
had a great game. He's consistently been a good receiver uh, fantasy-wise and in real life, so good job him. Uh, Josh Jacobs had nine catches, um, which is really surprising. Uh, he played pretty well. got a touchdown, luckily, to, to get him a few more points. Just a really weird game. Like the the Vegas or the Washington defense actually played like they were good for once um, <laughs> against like <laughs> against the Raiders offense that like should have been better, should have done better than I would have than they did in my opinion um, in this game because Carr was like second in the league in passing yards I saw it and then only putting up two fifty and then no touchdowns against Washington. It's not uh, not great, I would say. Uh-huh. Yeah, what's weird is at times the Raiders' offense just doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they lost this game too to Washington, uh, yikes, that's embarrassing. Um, yeah, but yeah, I oh, and uh, Daniel Carlson for the Raiders, good kicker. Um, just got extended. Just got the extension. That's yeah, good job him. Way to go! Glad I dropped him after like week two, and he's been going off since then. But. Um, yeah, all right. You want Raven Steelers? Uh, yeah. The only thing is Logan Thomas is now out for the year. Oh, nice, nice. Um, so I think John Bates is the next in line tight end right now. But is Ricky hurt still? Or I think so. Nice way to go, Washington. Um, all right, now Raven Steelers. <laughs> yeah, now Raven Steelers. <laughs> so, okay, well. This game was full of turnovers. Oh, uh, wait. Lamar only had one interception. But. Wow. Misinformed. Just kidding. Sorry. Fake, I was thinking about at, last week's game. That fake news Slobodnik over here. Sorry. I was thinking about last week's game. The liberal media <laughs> at Slobodnik is lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, what's weird is Lamar against the Steelers. He, I feel like he just never puts up a ton of points. Like I have in our dynasty league, so I like twice a year. I remember that he plays them, and I feel like he just never does great. Um, he did have the passing touchdown, and like the thing is, recently he's been in a slump. It feels like he hasn't put up big numbers that you would hope from him. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like they're scoring a lot of rushing touchdowns with the running backs, so it's a little worrisome, but I feel like you have to start Lamar. I don't think there's any way around it. Um, Devontae Freeman is the clear running back, and you love to see him getting a ton of receptions. So honestly, like he could be a low-end RB2 with just how he's used because he's not going to score a touchdown every week, but – you do like the receptions and floor with the yardage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of the other receivers, you know, Hollywood and Mark Andrews are like the main guys in this offense. They didn't have a great game. Um, and I think that's mostly because of the Steelers, but they do have tougher matchups coming up against Green Bay and the Rams. So, yeah, I feel you have to start them, but they might not have as good of games as you might think because it feels like Lamar has struggled a little as of late, especially it seems like the offense as a whole, actually. Um, so, yeah, and then for the Steelers, they 
had a very nice final drive to take the lead and win the game. Um, the one thing to note is, so Deontay Johnson completely went off. He's, I think he's very underrated as a fantasy wide receiver. People don't look at him as a good receiver, but when he plays, he goes off, it feels like. So, yeah, I, I agree. I used to be a hater of Deontay Johnson, but man is, man is balling. Yes, um, and with the other receiver and Chase Claypool, he split snaps with James Washington in the second half, which is I don't know if it's because of his toe injury or what, but that's like I don't. You might be starting Claypool, but it's worrisome that he does that. So it's just something to keep in mind and just monitor how tonight's game goes. But then for the rest of the offense, like Najee Harris gets all the carries. Yeah. Like that's pretty much it. You know, he there's times where he might not get a ton of rushing yards because the O line isn't great. But between that and the carries and just how many touches he gets, he'll put up decent numbers as a floor. Uh and yeah, I think that's pretty much it for this game. Do you have anything to add? No, I just wanted to update you. I don't know if, have you been following the Viking Steelers game? Um, yeah, Jefferson touchdown. Yeah, and there, there's Joseph missed the extra point, and he missed the a 53 yard field goal on their first drive, and Boswell missed a 49 yard field goal on the Steelers' first drive. So, yeah, is this in Minnesota? Yeah, but they're yeah they're in a dome, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I was wondering if it, if it was in Pittsburgh, I would get it, but. <laughs> Uh, and Dalvin already has a 20-yard run and a 30-yard run, so maybe he's just totally fine. Um, but, yeah, okay. That's, I mean, at this, by the time anyone's listening to this, the game will probably be over, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for us. Um, Seahawks, Niners. Um, haha, the Niners suck because uh, they lost to the Seahawks, and we also suck. Um, that's the big <laughs> Big takeaway I have, um, let's see. Thank you, George Kittle, single-handedly winning me my matchup this week. Um, that was massive. Uh, Eli Mitchell is pretty good. Um, he, yeah, I, I think he's, like, fully healthy again, maybe. Um, I don't see any injury news for him. So, for, for no. some reason, it was questionable, but I don't see anything about him, so. He's questionable. Yeah. Let's well, see what happened. I, don't, I click on his name. There's no news. I could have sworn he was questionable. What did he do? No, he's definitely questionable. So I think he was technically limited or he was limited today in practice. Um, but he has – so he got a concussion, was in the concussion protocol. Now, I'm pretty sure he has cleared it or is about to clear it, but um, – he has a knee injury. Wow. All right. So yeah, it's just so definitely never not fully healthy. Thank you, Google, for lying to me. Um, can't trust everything you read on the internet. That's for sure. Or I guess things you don't read on the internet um, because I wasn't there. Uh, yeah. Um, so Mitchell, he's the only running back who even got a carry against the Seahawks, which was kind of weird. Um, Juszczyk got two catches. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Brandon Ayuk. Matt, any comments on Ayuk there, or are we gonna we gonna stay quiet on that one? Uh, he disappointed me this week. <laughs> I was expecting what Kittle had. Um, Seahawks wise, let's see. 
Um, I was talking to Russ actually earlier, earlier today, which is maybe why I'm, I'm bringing him up so so frequently in this episode. But I, I will be honest about my predictions. Let's see. I said that Russ would have a bad – Russell Wilson would have a bad week, I think. I, I don't know if I specifically said these, but I was kind of hating on all the Seahawks offense, I guess. So Wilson had like 16 points in, in standard non-fractional, which is like serviceable. Um, Metcalf had a bad game, but Tyler Lockett did have another good game. So – uh, credit where credit is due on that. He played pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Seahawks just, I can't believe we won this game. We just have a knack for beating the Niners, thank God, because it's the only thing that gets me through the season at this point uh, <laughs> is just, just watching the 49ers not win. Uh, AP got the touchdown and led the team in carries while Rashad Penny did have the most receiving yards that weren't, or most rushing yards, excuse me, that weren't on a trick play. Um, which was what Travis Homer scored on with his 73-yarder. Um, but, yeah, honestly, I'm still worried about – oh, also I want to just give a shout-out to Gerald Everett for having probably the worst game not named, by someone not named Nathan Peterman ever. Um, did you follow <laughs> what happened for Everett? I'm assuming you didn't watch the game. but um, No, I didn't. Yeah, so he tipped – so he fumbled at the goal line, I think, um, in the first half. Or, and then, or maybe it was late. I'm not sure exactly when. But then he tipped the ball. No, he fumbled twice and, like, tipped the ball into a linebacker's hands on the goal line, too. Like, it would have been a touchdown. And he just, like, just dropped the ball. In, like like what Jamar Chase did. Um, oh, yeah. To a pick on the goal line. Like, I don't know. Everett had a nightmarish week, I would say. Um, but, yeah, so... I don't know. Adrian Peterson getting the touchdown means he might have some relevance. Penny having the most yards means he might have some relevance. But, I mean, we're talking about, like, seven points for Peterson and, like, three points for Penny. So, plus a catch for 30 yards. So, I don't know. Seahawks just suck. Uh, Plus, Alex Collins might be back soon, too, to make it even more confusing. Um, Yeah, it's a fun year to be a Seahawks fan, that's for sure. Although all those reports about him getting traded, Russell Wilson said today he wants to play in Seattle for another 20 years. So um, who knows what happens there. But um, well, there's, there's no way he's getting traded to the Giants. I know that. Really? You think there's no way? I don't know. I, I'm worried. Like I'm more worried now than I was in any of the past ones. Because it was always just like just blowing smoke because the team was making the playoffs still. Like we're still good. But this year we're so bad that I'm like, oh no, like maybe he actually does want out now. Um, well, the reason why I'm confident is one, the cap space. Like, yeah. it's going to be hard for us to take on. I think it was like 20 to 25 million. When I think right now we're projected to be 4 million under the cap. So, like, I don't know. It's hard to see us doing that. Plus, like, our O-line still sucks. So, <laughs> part of his thing with the Seahawks was they weren't protecting him. Yeah, I don't know why he'd want to go to the – it's got to be just, like, Ciara wants to live in New York or something because – Yeah, that's what it no, is. No, there's, like, no way it's any better than being in Seattle. <laughs> Both our teams are just ass, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, but that's not necessarily fantasy relevant, um, so – why don't you take um, Chiefs Broncos then, unless you have something to add? Oh, Debo uh, might be back, right? I don't know. He's 
questionable. I think he worked on the side today, so I don't think he'll end up playing. But yeah, Debo they're pro- yeah. I just don't. Mm, yeah, they'll probably try and play it safe. That's my guess. Yeah, but he's the other fantasy relevant player. I don't. I didn't mention that game. I think so. Yeah. Um. So next is Broncos Chiefs. Now, for the Broncos. The, I feel like the only storyline to really mention is Javante Williams. And I just want to say, if we go back to Andy's question of who is a breakout guy this year, <laughs> I did mention Javante Williams. Credit to you. Well, well done. Um, and actually, I saw last week he had 20 fantasy points. So he will last week and then, sorry, two weeks ago and then this past week uh, just went off. And I was seeing a lot of stuff about, okay, well, if Melvin Gordon leaves after this year, which his contract is up, how high does Javante go and redraft? (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. It's definitely – this could be what we're looking at next year, which kind of excites me because he breaks a ton of tackles, and he gets four to five yards on most carries. So, he's a very exciting running back, and – it was nice to see him finally get the opportunity. So as you can tell, I really like him. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. But yeah, you had a great game, so I agree with you. <laughs> and then for the rest of the receivers, like Judy had an okay game. But the issue, I feel like, is Teddy. He just isn't good enough to really support this whole offense, and he spreads it around enough where – like, Judy had four catches. Fant had four. Albert O, oh, the backup tight end, had three. Cortland Sutton had that. two. They had a full name. No. <laughs> I don't think it's, there's a few more letters after that. Oh. <laughs> there are, but I will not say that. <laughs> it's going to be even worse than Iwabuki. <laughs> so he just spreads it around where. I just don't think you can really start any of the wide receivers here. If anyone, it's Judy, but like, I don't know. All of them worry me. Dalvin has got another 16 yards. He had five carries for 73 yards in the first quarter. Um, Wow. Sorry. Um, (laughs) No, I was looking at the same thing. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking he's back. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, And the Chiefs? Uh, For the Chiefs, honestly. I didn't realize Mahomes had this bad of a game. Well, okay, not bad, but like... No, pretty bad. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Well, for Mahomes, it's bad. You know, he had the interception, 184 passing yards. Like, that's low for Mahomes' standards. Um, But I do think the Broncos' defense is good, so that can play a part of it. And the Broncos did have, like, I feel like it was a 10-minute drive, 9-minute drive, something like that at one point. Um, Well, the Broncos just have, like the Chiefs back sometimes or the, they have their numbers sometimes. I mean, like it's just weird. The Broncos defense usually will just like show out to play the Chiefs, I feel like. Um so I wasn't expecting a massive game from Mahomes either. Yeah, and the surprising part is if you look at the receivers, Kelsey did nothing. Tyreek did nothing. It affected everyone on this offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like honestly like Mahomes had the rushing touchdown. And I think they did have a pick six. But, like, no – yeah, no one else really had a touchdown on offense. So, 
without with only one touchdown on that offense, obviously most people aren't going to do great. So, but the one thing is Clyde did have 14 carries to Daryl Williams five, and they both had three catches apiece. Although Williams had a big catch, which um, made him have more receiving yards, but Clyde is kind of getting more of the touches. So he is back to like kind of the guy role in that offense, I would say. Yeah, um, I agree. Let's. I'm just gonna try to. I'll go to the next game. Um, unless you're, uh, unless you weren't done. Um, go for it. All right, Patriots Bills. Um, <laughs> this was. I actually wish I had watched more of this game than I did because I did. This was so it. enjoyable to watch. <laughs> um, Damian Harris never having a hundred yards the rest of the season was what Russ said last week. Um, that. Obviously, it wasn't the case. He had 111 yards and a touchdown, but he didn't get hurt. And then he came back in the game, and then he got hurt again. Uh, so, he has a hamstring injury. They're on bye this week. So, maybe he'll be back as a Ramondre owner. I kind of hope it kind of just lingers for another week or two. Um, and then he's back to make some full recovery after that. But Because I kind of need a running back to start. Um, but yeah, Ramondre, in, especially after Harris left the game, 24 carries, 78 yards. He, he had a pretty good, pretty good game. Um, pass catcher-wise for the Patriots, <laughs> not much to discuss there, I would say. Um, are you worried about Jonu Smith getting 33% of the targets this week, man? Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> Uh, Bills wise, uh, I mean, it was so windy, so Allen didn't have a good game, obviously. Um, Zach Moss was back to active. I don't understand why he was inactive against the Saints. I really don't. Because, like, Breda played well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, Breda passed him on the depth chart or something, but, like, apparently not, because now he's back. Like, I really don't understand what's going on with that. Maybe he has, like, some personal stuff. I don't know. Because um, he's a healthy scratch. Like, I don't know. That's just weird. Um, so the whole Bills running back situation is really confusing. Uh, I don't love owning Singletary or any of them. I think I own Breda, too. Um, I think I started Breda over Singletary and Ramondre in this game. Luckily, I'd already won, so it didn't matter. But, yeah, um, not great. For Breda, um, Gabriel Davis scored, which, I mean, I've talked about him a little bit before about how, like, he's actually pretty good, so maybe he'll get some more some more looks. I think he was getting the end, like, the end of the game. I think he got that last target technically, but, I mean, Allen couldn't get it to him. Uh, Dawson Knox had a couple end zone targets, but, again, nothing nothing much there. I don't know. I mean, the, the whole Bills offense, like, they couldn't play in that weather for their offense. Um so yeah, that is that. I would say, I would say, um, unless for one last time I missed something. No, I think you got it all. Cool. Uh, yeah. So with that, let's move into. I'll recap our predictions from last week. Right, that's what we do next. Uh, probably. Yeah. Oh, Greg Joseph just made a field goal. Nice, Greg. Way to go. Uh, Finally. Yeah. The dome finally stopped being windy inside. Um, so yeah, last week, um, joined by Russ, 
Matt, you and I both went five for nine. Russ went four for nine. What a big loser he is. Uh, wow, this, this, I'm really bringing up Russ a lot on this podcast. I should stop doing that. Um, but <laughs> not yet. So Taysom versus Kirk Cousins. I was the only one who got that one right, predicted that Taysom would, would score more than Kirk. Um, Brandon Cooks versus Matt Breda. Neither of them had a particularly good game, but Breda's was noticeably worse. So me and you, Matt, both got that one right. Miles Gaskin versus Antonio Gibson. I, I should have joined the cult of Gibson with you guys because you two both got that one right and I got that one wrong. Uh, with I, You guys said Gibson would outscore Gaskin. Uh, Saquon versus David Montgomery. Matt, you were the only one to correctly predict that Montgomery would outscore Saquon, and he did vastly outscore him. Um, Odell versus Tyler Lockett. You and Russ both got that one right with Lockett scoring more than Odell. Michael Gallup versus Devontae Smith. Russ and I got that one right with Gallup outscoring Smith. Dak versus Kirk. We all were wrong on that one. Um, Dak versus Kirk Cousins, sorry. Um, I only wrote Kirk on my notes. (laughs) Um, Mike Williams versus Chase Claypool. Russ and I got that one right with predicting Mike Williams and then Cortland Sutton versus Marvin Jones Jr. I really hope that you started neither of them <laughs> at all, but technically Matt and I, I, I looked at, I looked at Jones Jr. stats first and I'm like, Oh, easy dub. Cause we both said Sutton. Uh, he barely squeaked by with more points than <laughs> uh, Sutton. Sorry. Starting Sutton barely squeaked by with more points than Marvin Jones. Uh, bold prediction wise though. This is where I make my money. Uh, Zach Wilson having 200 plus yards and three touchdowns came true. Let's go. Um, big Zach Wilson believer since day one. Knew, knew, knew he had it in him. Great stuff, kid. Um, <laughs> Russ said Jamar Chase would have less than 30 yards receiving. Honestly, pretty close. He had 52 yards receiving. Um, good effort there from Russ, um, but was incorrect. And then um, your first one, Matt of Gibson being the number one RB this week was pretty close. I didn't see where he actually finished, but he had a, he had a very good week. So I don't know if you checked that one to see, but but he had a good week. Was not the RB1. That was Javante Williams, I believe. Um, that's as far yeah, as I, I didn't looked. check, but... As far as I looked to look at, I was like, is it Gibson? No, I'm pretty sure it was Williams, but I didn't see how close it actually was. Um, so if you want your credit, you better get find that pretty quick while i'm no, i know he didn't outscore him so <laughs> um and then your other prediction of brandon Ayuk scoring uh having 100 yards a touchdown and finishing the week in the top 10 for receivers um, yikes was nowhere near close yet i think 55 receiving yards on like three catches or something so not not quite top 10 i would say um not not quite there so, with that recap, Matt, I understand you might have a question or two prepared. I do. Um, just, I just want to note that Gibson finished sixth last week. So. Sixth? I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's not what you predicted, but it's, it's close. Okay. It was point one behind Leonard Fournette at five, so. Mm, wow. If not only bad. If you predicted that he would be point one points behind Fournette, then I would definitely give you credit for it. But, <laughs> but I mean... Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not for you. <laughs> okay, so my first uh, ranking question is: Javante Williams this week uh, against Detroit 
but with a healthy Melvin Gordon who should be playing this week versus Saquon against the Chargers? Oof. I have to say Saquon, which pains me <laughs> because like Javante honestly looks better especially this past week. I mean, he looked way better, obviously, in the one-game sample size. Um, but with Melvin playing, I have to... Oh, Melvin is like says he's going to be good to go, to be fair. He hasn't been officially ruled in. Um, if if he isn't... If Gordon's out, give me Javante. But, like, I don't know. Just this time, The fact that that's a timeshare, whereas Saquon isn't really in a timeshare. I know Booker gets some carries. like, And, like, the fact that the Giants are just like, I don't know. They're so they're so bad. Like mm-hmm. maybe they'll be throwing to him out of the backfield if it's Jake Fromm. Like I don't think Fromm has an arm, so probably going to be just like checking it down. Maybe and like it's I don't Saquon's due for a big week. Like all of these are just horrible arguments. But um, I'm give me Saquon over Javante. Interesting. I'm going to take Javante. I could tell after you went on that that speech about him on <laughs> on the Broncos game, I, I could tell where you were going with this one. Um, <laughs> well, it honestly was tougher because I love Saquon, but it's just like he hasn't done great. It's Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm this week. Like I don't know, they're gonna force the quarterback to throw. It just doesn't look good. Plus, like, they are using Booker a little bit. Whereas, like, after this big game, this is where normally rookie running backs will start to, like, break out of the pack and get more touches. And that's my reasoning for Javante Williams. Plus, it's the Lions. So, they should be winning. Although, you'll have to see my second bold prediction this week to find out more about that but (laughs) (laughs) all right all right i'll leave it at that for now yeah keep gotta keep the audience listening um i've got my first one is um guys you're probably starting anyways but jamar chase versus the 49ers or amari cooper versus washington Mm. who will score more points that's interesting I see Amari Cooper's matchup is better. But something about Jamar Chase, something stands out about him this week. So I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. I feel like Cooper might still be coming back from COVID, like I was talking about before. Plus, like, CD has been really good. Uh, Gallup did catch the touchdown, so maybe Dak's more confidence in him. But I just feel like the Burrow-Chase connection is still, even though there's been struggles, they're going to want to get him the ball to get keep his confidence up. And I'm hoping the Niners just don't play as much zone. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you that Chase will outscore Amari Cooper as well. Um, honestly, like watching that drop is like, very funny and also it's like wow like chase could have had a huge day if he just wasn't an idiot right like could just caught the ball um so like i'm actually like not really losing that much hope for jamar chase i feel like he'll get the whole drop thing figured out um i think that like he was a play away a play that he normally makes away 
from having update week again last week, right? So I would say I'll like Chase as well. Yeah, I would agree. Um, next up, I have a quarterback one. Uh, so first is Joe Burrow versus San Francisco, although he did have a pinky injury during the game. Mm-hmm. It seems like he'll be fine to play, so it's assuming he plays. And then the second quarterback is Russ versus Houston. Ooh, that's a fun one. Um, see, Houston's bad, but we're bad. So, like, they actually might be decent. Whenever we play Houston, they're, it's, like, always high scoring. Although, to be fair. That's when they had Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and to be fair, they had Deshaun Watson and not um, Davis Mills, maybe. Uh, wow, Dalvin, another 15 yards. My God, what is going on? Six carries for 88 yards for Dalvin? Um what I don't understand. Uh, he needs to wear that harness, that shoulder harness, more more often. Uh, give me, honestly, give me Russell Wilson, uh, just to be a homer. Um, I think that like the Bengals' offense kind of scares me with how much they like running Mixon. Like they, I feel like their offense wants to go through Mixon. Whereas I feel like the Seahawks offense should not want to go through Adrian Peterson with his walker and out there. Um, so like, I feel like Russ will have a decent game this week, actually, whether or not we manage to beat the Texans is another story, but I, I like the offensive flow for us. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree. Um, I feel like Burrow just hasn't been great as of late. And kind of like you said, they can ride Mixon as they need to, but against the Texans, this is like a get-right game for the whole Seahawks offense. Um, it's an easier matchup. It's their time to really like kind of unleash everything, get DK back involved, get Lockett worked in again, and get their confidence up. So I'm going to say Russ because I also feel like for the 49ers – they run the ball so much and they run heavy that they just eat up the clock and really limit the amount of possessions the other team gets. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, it's going to be, it's boring that we're in agreement. Uh, listeners aren't going to, they're not going to stay. We got to disagree next time, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, so this was, this question was written before I knew that Elijah Moore was maybe not going to play. Um, not going to lie, but, Similar vein, so Elijah Moore versus the Saints or Brandon Cooks versus the Seahawks, assuming, obviously, Elijah Moore, you know, plays. So if Elijah, like, if Elijah Moore does play, I would say him um, because Corey Davis is hurt, so he's the number one option. Saints defense against wide receivers has been really bad, so I do like that. And with Dave's – oh, Dalvin touchdown. <laughs> I was also, uh, well, actually, no, I'm not. I was following the game, but I don't have it updated on my. I haven't been watching. Um, oh, I'm watching. <laughs> Thirty-two yard touchdown run, then. Yeah. Wow. Um. So yeah, mid- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but no, so. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if you were done or not, but honestly, I'm gonna agree with you too. We, like more has looked so good when he plays, so. Maybe, like, I don't know. Brandon Cooks has been having, having some tough weeks recently. 
holy shit, Dalvin, seven carries, a buck 17, and a touchdown. And you started him against me, right? Yeah. That's annoying. Um, it's funny because my reasoning was kind of flawed. It, it's not like the I need to win reasoning. It's just whatever. Yeah, it's I Dalvin. up there too. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll start him. Who cares? Um, <laughs> um, all right. What's, what do you got then? Okay, next is my wide receiver one. I have Hunter Renfro this week against the Chiefs or D-Hop versus the Rams. Wow, that's a really good question. Um, I got to look up what D-Hop did against the Rams the first time. No, he didn't play. Um, hang on. Cardinals, Rams, week, what was it, week four or something? I think he did play in that. D-Hop had four catches for 67 yards with, I'm assuming, Jalen Ramsey on him a lot, um, which is why I was looking that up. I honestly like Renfro because this is PPR that we do this based off of, which is dumb. But I like Renfro because the fact that he plays seven catches a game. And D-Hop has been not very – I don't know the word for it – Good. <laughs> there, I found the word. Uh, not very good the last few weeks. Um, especially when, well, especially the weeks he hasn't played, obviously. But like, I don't know. I like Renfro. What do you, what do you got? Um, I'm gonna go with D Hop. Thank God, some controversy <laughs> to make it interesting. But also, the Chiefs have been really good against receivers. Um, and with D Hop, I like Ramsey's been interesting this year. There's times where it feels like he does shadow, but then other times where he sometimes just stays in the slot. And I think with D-Hop getting healthier, with Kyler healthy, um, I think in this game they'll need to throw. It should be a really good game. So I think D-Hop will be targeted a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, D-Hop, if you ask me who the better receiver is, you know, obviously D-Hop too, but... It's funny, I just checked my matchup. I have Dalvin, he has Boswell, so it's 17 to 1 right now. I'm like, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, even though it probably means I'm probably missing the playoffs in Dynasty. Um, okay. Uh, we can't have a rematch this year. I know, I know. In the finals. All right, we can, you know, get out of here. Um, <laughs> Derek Carr versus Kansas City, or. Taylor Heineke versus Dallas. Hmm. I'm. I feel like I have to go with Derek Carr. I just can't trust Heineke. Um. Derek Carr should have to throw the whole time, and I just think he's a better quarterback than Heineke. <laughs> um. The only unfortunate part is he might not have Waller and doesn't seem like he will. Um. But he does have Renfro. He has Deshaun Jackson now. Um, he has like a decent enough options where I think he'll be able to put up enough points. Whereas like Heineke, Dal- the Dallas Stevens has been pretty decent, and I just don't really trust him. I'm gonna disagree with you um, because I want to for once. I'm gonna say Heineke, but honestly, for a similar reason, like Heineke's probably gonna throw like two picks to Trayvon Diggs, but. They're probably both going to be pick sixes, and then they're going to be down 14-0 to start the game, and then the Cowboys will play, like, prevent defense all game. So I'm I'm going to say that that Heineke will, like, 
will get like a bunch of basically garbage time stats and and have a decent game better than cars um, for that one. Interesting. <laughs> um, so now we're into my last one. Uh, I have a tight end one. It's Kyle Pitts this week. And he's playing the Panthers or uh, Pat Freyermuth. So unfortunately, <laughs> we're watching the game. Yeah, let me see. Let me see what Freyermuth's been doing so far. Um... <laughs> Versus I, the Vikings. Before I make this prediction, click on full box score. Freyermuth has nothing so far. So, and it's the second quarter, but they're down 16 nothing. So maybe they'll be throwing a lot. Honestly, I'm going to give me, give me the Muth, um, even with his nothing so far, simply because, like, I can't trust Matt Ryan anymore. And that pains me to say that because I, I like Matt Ryan, but he, except for the Spotify ads he does, I'm not going to lie, I'm a fan of those. I'm kind of annoyed the hell. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. He just, like, hasn't played well in, like, I don't know, this year, basically. So, I can't trust Pitts. So, that's what, even with the fire, the fire Muth goose egg so far. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't like the matchup against Carolina's defense, but I feel like I'm going to go with Pitts because I feel like they have to start targeting him at some point. And, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Even though Friermuth, like, they will have to throw the rest of the game, and he should be targeted a lot or a decent amount. I don't know. I just feel like I'm feeling a good Pitts week. Something like 12 plus. So it's not going to be my bold prediction, but I just feel I have a good feeling this week about him. All right. All right. That's fair. This is my last one. It's a, um, it's honestly a toss up. You don't even have to give a reasoning if you don't want to because it's unique. Two guys on the same team. I don't think we've done that before. Um, Dontrell Hilliard or Deontay Foreman versus Jacksonville. Who scores more? What does your gut tell you, Matt? They're playing Jacksonville too. Like, come on. They could, they could both have feasibly have good weeks. My gut says Hilliard. Really? Yeah. All right. I told you you don't have to back it up, so I won't ask you for more if you have nothing else to say. Gut says Hilliard. That's that's good enough for me. Um, I just like him better, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Hilliard's a better runner too. So, but but just for the sake of controversy, I don't know. Foreman's the goal line back. He's bigger, um, and he got more carries in their last outing. So I'll take I'll take Foreman for that one. But that's just a, a pure toss up. <laughs> All right. What's your uh, what's your bold prediction, Matt? Well, like I mentioned before, I have two. Um, first one, it this one kind of seems like like it's out of nowhere, um, but it's Marquez Valdez Scantling to score at least eighteen this week. And I know you're thinking, why you're probably crazy. Uh, Devontae did come up on the injury report with a hamstring injury. Randall Cobb um, is out indefinitely with he had core muscle surgery. So MVS has basically established himself as the wide receiver too. He's had some good weeks recently and it's the bears who have a very bad or are very bad against wide receivers. I feel like this will be his week to shine and he'll have at least one big touchdown. See, now you're giving context for it. It makes, makes, makes it seem less bold. Like now I'm thinking like, Oh, if Devonte doesn't play and Cobb doesn't play, then 
oh. better have 18. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like Devontae will play, but I feel like along the way, you never know. He could re-injure it. There's just a possibility. <laughs> All right, what's, what's your second one? My second one, I alluded to this. It ha- It's going to be in the Denver-Detroit game. And no, it's not about any players. Uh, I think the Lions will go, will get back-to-back wins with a win over Denver this week, which <laughs> is extremely bold. I know that might be the most bold prediction we've ever had. I think um, Lions win a game. <laughs> so funny that that's. <laughs> but the thing is, is, like Teddy hasn't been good. Like. If you could probably tell from what I said before, I'm not a big Teddy fan. So I feel like the Lions are able to at least stop them on offense. Now, I do like Denver's defense, but we'll see. I forget. Have you been right on a bold prediction this year? I, I'm the one who keeps track. Yes, I have. Which one? I can't find it. I couldn't tell you. I, you <laughs> said last week I was. Yeah, I thought that you were, but... Oh, I wrote I, I wrote it separately then. Yeah, you were right with uh, Cam getting 23 points and being top seven. Uh, that's what it was. I thought I was looking at the one that was wrong for that week, which was Kyle's Quez Watkins prediction. So I was trying to remember when when that was. Okay, yeah. Um, I've been right twice now, thanks to Zach Wilson. Uh, just gonna <laughs> I'm currently the most bold of of the bold predictors. Um, I. I have what I consider to be a pretty bold prediction as well. Um, simply just based off of this, the sheer unlikelihood of this to happen. James Connor has not one, not two, not three. No. But four touchdowns on Monday Night Football against the Rams. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going for. That's extremely bold. Laying it all on the line, four touchdowns from James Conner. And with that being said, I also may have written that before I knew that Chase Edmonds was designated to return from the IR this week. But I'm sticking (laughs) with it. I'm sticking with it. Because James Conner, every week I talk about how he's not good at football, which he's not. But he keeps scoring touchdowns, which he does. So I'm embracing the, the Conner. He did have a very nice catch on his touchdown last week, to be fair. That was actually did. a pretty nice play. So maybe he's actually like a little good at football. Um, I might have to concede that. But yeah, four four touchdowns for Connor this week. Book it. Sharpie. Um... <laughs> okay. Uh, wow, Dalvin got another nine yards. My God. Like, I thought that Steelers had a defense. I don't understand. Um, oh. All right, so that. <gasps> I'm not watching what happened. Oh, Jefferson almost had a really nice catch. Oh, okay. Wow, you, you scared me. Sorry. <laughs> I thought Dalvin got hurt or something. Um, so, spin league, last thing. Um, last week, uh, I would like, or this week, I would like to formally announce to Russ that he is better than me at fantasy, considering he won our spin league. Congrats to Russ. Um, Matt, yeah, I got to hear you say it now, too. Um, Russ, you're better at me than fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Those are words you hope you never hear. So, congrats to Russ, his first um, spin league victory of the year. Um, and with that, we can start our spin league. The bye weeks this week 
are the Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, and Eagles. So, um, Matt, what do you got? I have the Texans. <laughs> and I don't know how to feel about it because I could go Cooks. We talked about that. Or, like, that's taking up a wide receiver spot that can actually score points. So, maybe I just go with their kicker. Yeah, all right, that's fair. Uh, I got the Packers. Kind of scared me with the Devontae Adams thing, but I still got to take Adams. Um, mm, I'm going to go Cooks. Oh, I already wrote you down for Fairbairn. So, okay, Cooks. Got it. Um, I was thinking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is off to a really bad start this week. I have the Jets. <laughs> Yikes. Um... Yeah, you put me down as last this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. that's a tough start. That's a tough start. Let's see. I definitely don't want their kicker. I'll go Elijah Moore, I guess, if he plays, and if not, uh, Crowder. Okay. okay, good to know. Yeah. Uh, I got the Browns, and I will take Chubb because he's playing, right? He's finally back. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Not just all. Don't Google. Don't just Google Chubb, by the way. And I realized that after I googled it. Um, not the best uh, decision there. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do you what do you got? I have a uh, Seahawks, so I'm gonna go with their defense. Wow, that might be the like, that might be bolder than a James Conner four touchdown night. Um, I got the Chiefs. I'll take Travis Kelsey. Oh, wait. Wait, I have Cooks. Uh, I'll go with Russ. I'll believe the... Wow. Let Russ Cooks. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, yeah, I got the Chiefs, so I'll take Kelsey. Okay, next I have the 49ers, and I'm going to go with Kittle. Kittle? Yeah, he's been balling the last couple weeks. Panthers. Huh. They're playing the Falcons. It's either Chuba or like DJ Moore or their defense, actually. I'll take the Panthers defense. Um, I got the Rams, so I feel like I have to go with Cup. You do. That's actually the rule for when you get the Rams. Um... <laughs> See, I don't oh, have no. running back, so I wanted to go with the running back, but I just can't. Now I got the Seahawks. Um, I think I'll take... I'm torn between Metcalf or Lockett because I feel like only one of them will have a good game. Um, I'm nothing about consistent. I'll take Metcalf. (laughs) (laughs) I was so close to the end of the Vikings when I said I needed a running back. I feel like we didn't let any Steelers or Vikings players through at this point. That's true. But I landed on the Packers, so I'm going with Aaron Jones. (laughs) Jones. Make sure I get the Aaron in there. Although I don't know if the other Jones running backs, to be honest. Uh, I got the Bills, who are playing the Bucks, and I. Uh, I'll take Josh Allen. Um, I have the Patriots. Are they on a bye this week? They are. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Oh. Gross. I got Washington. Give me 
I guess Gibson. I got Denver. <laughs> I really want to go with Javante. But if Gordon's going to be back, I'm just going to go with uh, McManus. Wow, really? I thought I had already written down Javante the second you said Denver. Um, I want to, but Gordon scares me a tiny bit. Until he'll be back. I spun got the Bills, spun again, got the Patriots. So spinning again. Um, got the Niners, who are playing the Bengals. I need a flex and a kicker. Is Debo back? We talked about this earlier. I don't remember. Uh, I don't think he'll be. Okay. Since it's... And Eli Mitchell is hurt too. Wow, that's tough. All right. I'm going to say in order, Debo, if he plays, then... Okay, yeah, I guess I don't have to do in order. Just Debo, then Kittle if he doesn't play for my flex. Um Okay. I was going to say Mitchell, then Kittle, but I think I'll go just Kittle. So We're I, saying no to Vikings players, right? Yeah, you got Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I got Vikings, but um, don't worry. I still got another good running back, so I got the Saints. So I'll oh, take Kamara. Worked out. Cool. Uh, I got the Panthers again, re-spinning. I just have my kicker left. You have just your defense left. So, And I get the Packers. Packers defense. Who are they playing? Bears, pretty good. Yeah, uh, and I got the Titans kicker, Randy Bullock. Uh, cool. All right. Um, that concludes our festivities as we watch Dalvin just hit another eight yards in the next two carries. So um... up, oh, and he is in another touchdown. <laughs> wow, what a game! Um, Thanks, uh, thanks to you, Matt, um, for for this week. This was this was fun. Thanks to our listeners to, for for listening yet again. Um, hope you guys make the playoffs as a lot of the leagues regular seasons are wrapping up this week. Yeah. Good luck to everyone. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye, guys. See ya.